And uh, you know what? Uh, God wants us living free. Amen? And if you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you are not under the tyranny of the devil. Amen? You're not under his king, kingdom or his rulership. You know, there's two kingdoms on the earth. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And if you receive Jesus, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son's love. Amen. And so we have we have different rules. We're under grace. Glory to God. Amen. That's awesome. But, you know, there's a lots of Christians, you know, that are living uh, that are they are saved, but they, they're dealing with bondages. You know, they're dealing with weaknesses, maybe some sins. There's some, you know, Christians that are dealing with physical ailments, sickness, even long term. But I'm going to say this. God wants you free. God wants you free. Some of you might be struggling in the area of finances, and, and God wants you free. Amen. Amen. You may be in debt, and I have a scripture for you. Owe no man anything but to love him. Yeah. Amen. And if you can find a scripture on what you're believing God for, I'm telling you, God can bring you out and put you on top. Amen. Yeah. You may feel like you're down at the bottom today. You may be struggling. Maybe this year's been a tough year. But I'm going to say just hold on. God is with you. He's for you. And he's going to bring you up. And hopefully this message will bring you to that next level. Amen. So keys to our freedom in God. And we're going to, we're going to dissect the story here uh, of a lady that had an issue. Amen. She had a, uh, an issue of blood. She had a blood situation with her body. And it's in Mark 5, uh, verses 25 through 34. And we're going to look at this. And, uh, and let's look at this. It says now, uh, well, Mark 5, verse 25. Did you find it yet? Sometimes my wife says I move pretty quick. And um, they might be putting it on the screen. Mark 5, verse 25. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so it says here in Mark 5, verse 25, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Have you ever tried fixing things without God? Amen. <laughs> Have you ever tried doing things, fixing your life, trying to make it better? And normally, a lot of times, God is the last person we call on. Normally, we try to do it in our own ability. We try to find, you know, the ways of getting, getting it fixed. But, it, you know, like I, I said one day when I was ministering a couple weeks back, the smartest thing that you can uh, get to in your life is to figure out that God is smarter than you. And God can help you. Amen. He can set you free. So we see here, this was a woman. She had a flow of blood for 12 years. So that's, that's a long time. And she suffered many things from many physicians. Apparently, they were practicing um, uh, on her, trying to figure out how to uh, get her better. And, uh, you know, doctors do practice. Amen. Amen. And... Uh, so it says she had spent all that she had and, not, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. 
And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power has gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had touched this thing. And, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So there's, there's some things that we can take out of this story that can even apply to our own lives and I, I, I want to just draw out some keys this morning. And number one, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to get out of your issue, if you're, if you, if you're going to get out of that, you're going to have to have a desire to get out of it. Amen. You're going to have to want to. Amen. You're going to have to have a, a strong desire that you, you either don't want something in your life or you want something in your life. Amen. So you've got to get a strong desire you have to get a passion uh, about either what you don't want in your life or what you do want in your life. And if we get this passion that we want freedom in our life, we're going to have freedom. If we have a passion towards getting freedom or maybe, maybe, you know, my goal is to get totally out of debt. Oh, no man, nothing but to owe them. You got to be passionate about it. Amen you got to be passionate. And we see this lady here that she, she was passionate because she searched for 12 long years to get out of her issue. She, she was doing everything she could. She was doing all the natural things. She was trying to do everything natural. But sometimes you need the supernatural of God Amen. to set you free. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes you need the supernatural power of God to set you free. Yes. And I'm going to say this, that God's power is in his word. Amen. Yes. He upholds all things by the power of his word. Amen. Yes. And we got to understand that there's power in the word of God to set you free from anything that might be ailing you. Yes. You believe that today? And so we see here that, that it was 12 long years, and it really doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with something, God can set you free today. Amen. Just one word from God can change your life. One anointed word from God. So we see here that she, that she was suffering for 12 years, but, but, uh, and she spent all that she had. She did all the natural. But in verse 27, she heard about Jesus. She, heard, she must have heard that Jesus was going around healing people, delivering people, and setting people free. She heard about it. She, she heard all these miracles. And, you know, I'm going to say this, that you just got to get to Jesus. Amen. I mean, whatever, whatever you need to do, get to Jesus. And Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. So in other words, you've got to get to the word. You've got to get to Jesus. And she, she understood. She had a revelation that Jesus, she, she heard about him opening the blind eyes. She, she heard about him uh, raising the dead. She, she heard about these tough situations. And she thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get mine. Amen. And we've got to get a revelation that God is a good God. And, 
And when we get saved, he wants us walking in freedom from anything that might be yelling us. He, he wants us to be in freedom. That's why Jesus went around in Acts 10 through 8. It says how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil. I hit on it last week that uh, disease and sickness does not come from heaven. There's no sickness, there's no disease in heaven. No, it, it comes from the devil. I would have to say it comes from hell. Amen. Because you sure feel like hell when you're sick. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Have you ever felt like hell? Amen. You felt like, you know, you had to die just to get any better. You were sick big. Amen. And it has to be from hell. It can't be from heaven because everybody up in heaven is healthy and whole. Amen. And, and the Bible says we pray that it be down here on earth. Jesus said the Lord's Prayer. Pray that it be down here on earth as it is in heaven. So it's God's will for us to walk in wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, and eternal life. That's his will for us down here. And we got to get a revelation of that. Sometimes we, we get sick and we're wondering, oh man, I wonder if God's putting it on me. No, no, it's the devil putting on you. It's God that wants to take it off of you. Some say, is that, are you sure about that? Maybe God's trying to teach me something. No, he teaches you with his word. Hallelujah. Amen. He doesn't teach you with affliction. Because a lot of times affliction, you'll find out in affliction, not everybody turns to God. Right. Some people get bitter and walk away from God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Affliction is not always the key to get somebody closer to God or... Or, or bring them in a closer relationship. Sometimes they move away from God. They, they say, oh, God's me. No, God's a good God. Amen. All good gifts comes from the Father of light above, it says in James. Not bad gifts, but good gifts. And healing is a good gift. Prosperity is a good gift. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? Amen. So, so, so all good gifts comes from God. So she, she had this revelation about Jesus. She, she heard about Jesus and, you know, she, she, she did something. And this is a key if you're going to receive. First, you've got to have a passion. You've got to have a passion for what you're believing God for, either what you want to come into your life, like healing and wholeness and soundness, or what you don't want, like sickness, to get out of your life. You've got to be passionate about these things. Amen? Or you hear what I'm saying to you today? You've got to get passionate. And so the next key, what we need to do is we need to say something. I know this, these are simple keys here. And, and look at verse 28. It says, For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So she actually said something. And, and I'm going to say this. We're always saying stuff. Amen. You know, a lot of times we say things before we do them. Sometimes you, you, you may be with your spouse and you may have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Or I'm going to go to the kitchen. And we, a lot of times we speak before we act. Amen. And so what she did was she spoke. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She actually spoke her blessing in existence. And, you know, it, it, speaking is powerful. It's, it, our words are containers. And our words will either contain life or death. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. And we need to get lively words coming out of our mouths. And we can't be speaking the natural or the circumstances in life. We got to speak what we're believing God to do in our life. Listen, God's, God spoke this universe into existence. And when you read the account of Genesis, you'll find he said, uh, let, let light be and light was. You know, he spoke light in a dark situation. And, and listen, Jesus, when he was with his disciples, he was teaching his disciples to do the same thing, to speak light in a dark situation. I kiddingly say, I've said this before, but, you know, it was dark, you know, and, you know, it's a good thing that God just, he, he, he could have been like us. He could have said, boy, it's sure dark out here. No, he said, let there be light. And light came. And, you know, light will over, always overcome darkness. So the light of God's word will, over, will always overcome the circumstance that you might be dealing with today. I'm going to say this this morning that your situation is subject to change. Do you believe that today? It's subject to change. The enemy wants to make you think that it's never going to change, that's always going to stay the same, that you're always going to be afflicted with that situation, or you're always going to be in debt. And the enemy always try, he's always trying to get us to focus on that. But no, no, this lady, she focused on Jesus. She focused on the word. If I could just get to Jesus. Some of us just, just need to get to the word. Or you hear what I'm saying to you? We need to get to some scriptures. We need to start speaking some word. Amen? The centurion that came to Jesus one day that had, that had a problem with his servant that was sick, he, he just said to Jesus, he just said, speak the word and my servant would be healed. Jesus was amazed and said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Because Jesus said, I will go and heal your servant. But the centurion said, no, you're not, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. But just speak the word. Amen. And Jesus said, and Jesus spoke the word, glory to God. And he said, let it be according to your faith. A lot of times we, we think that, that God is just going to drop off blessings on us. We're just walking and the blessings just fall. No, they, they're not going to fall. We're going to have to, you know, they're not going to fall like ripe cherries off a tree. You're going to have to pick those cherries. In other words, it's our faith that appropriates the grace of God in our life. we got to have faith. Look at your neighbor and say, get some faith. And so we have to have some faith. And this lady had some faith. She, she had a no-give-up attitude. A no-quit attitude. Think about it. Twelve years. You know, she could say, well, you know, I know Jesus is healing people, but, you know, I've been working for 12 years. You know, the, all the doctors, they've been doing all kinds of things to me to try to get me healed. Nothing worked. I don't know if, 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 me, if, if I even go out there to see Jesus. I don't know if he will even be able to do anything. No, 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 she didn't say that. But a lot of times what we do is we start discounting, you know, maybe, I don't know, if maybe I should go to church. Maybe, maybe if I go to church, God can do something. He will do something. Maybe I can just, you know, break out of this monotonous uh, life that I'm in and, 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 and get out of my, my four walls and get into something bigger, glory to God. That's what church is all about. It's getting outside of yourself and getting into a bigger vision of what God has for the entire body of Christ. 
Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? We got, we got to get out of our comfort zones. We got to get out of those areas. And a lot of times we're so comfortable in our sickness. We're, we're, we're used to it. We, we know what it's like. We baby it. We talk about it. We pet it. Listen, you got to hate that sickness. The, the sin that so easily besets us. We, 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 you know, we, we, we allow a little bit of sin in our life. We say, well, you know, we go with this thought that's not too scriptural, but it's very religious. You know, religious thoughts can pull you down. And we get this religious thought, well, we're just sinners saved by grace. So that kind of gives you this idea, well, if we're just sinners saved by grace, then we're, that's all we're supposed to do is sin. No, no, listen, you were a sinner, you're saved by grace. Now you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. What? I'm a new creation, but I don't look any different. No, you may not look any different on the outside, but you are cleaned up on the inside. You have a heart that's attracted to the things of God. Amen. You say, well, pastor, I, I don't know about that. I if you're in church this morning, you, you, you have a heart being drawn to God. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I watched you know, last week. I watched some really terrible stuff. You, if you are a Christian, if you receive Christ, now your mind might be unrenewed. Amen. Your, your mind might need to be saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you have a new heart. What you got to do is you got to do something with your body and you got to do something with your mind. You got you to present your body as a living and holy sacrifice that Paul, you know, read in Romans 12. You know, present your body as a holy sacrifice and then you got to renew your mind. You got to renew your mind to a new way of thinking. This lady, when she heard about Jesus, it produced faith in her. She started believing. She started thinking about it. When I could see myself healed. I could see myself getting to Jesus. I could see what my life will be when, when this affliction is off of me. We need to start thinking about that. Amen. Instead of just, just, you know, just meditating on what we have, just trying to figure it out and, and just try to, you know, just... Just medicate it. No, you just need to meditate it. What do I mean by that? I mean you need to meditate on the truth of God's word until it starts to explode truth in your heart. And then that's when it becomes reality to us. A lot of times we don't, we don't really believe the word of God. We're not really believing it because if we believe it, we'll be, we, we would be speaking it. You can tell where a person's at by what they say. What's coming out of their mouths. Either it's death or life. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to speak life. So she, she may even said it to other people. I'm going to get to Jesus. I hear he's healing people. And I, I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get delivered. I'm going to get set free. I, I, you know, where it's impossible with man, all things are possible with God. And she, she started thinking about it. She probably started telling people about it. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get delivered. I'm going to get set free. She, she may have spoken over and over again. And then she had to do something. You know, the second uh, or the third key here is that uh, first got to have passion. Say have passion. you got to have a desire for something. Either to get rid of something or to get something. Amen. 
That's godly, glory to God. Amen. And, and number two, you have to start speaking your desire. You need to speak it out. I remember when I, I give this story quite often. I remember when I was in, 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 you know, seated and I was, you know, like you guys, you know, just watching, you know, just receiving from the pastor. And I was a churchgoer. Amen. I was involved in the church. I was an usher. And I remember, you know, um, having a desire to go to Bible school. And so that desire came. And then I started speaking, I'm going to get to Bible school. And I started saying it to people and saying it to people. And then all of a sudden, you know, other things, doors started opening for me to get to Bible God started opening doors. And I started walking through the doors. And, I, and, and God revealed ways where I could get there. And then a door opened for a job to open up down in Oklahoma. And every, everything started working. Why? Because I was speaking it. Some of us aren't speaking enough. Some of us aren't speaking what we're believing God in, uh, for. We're, we're speaking the circumstances. We're speaking what is. But no, you've got, you got to start speaking. This year is the greatest year of your life. That's what I'm trying to get some of you to speak. I, I, I used to say, this year will be what, the greatest year. No, this year is. Put faith in the now. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11.1, now faith is. The substance of things hoped for or envisioned for. You know, now faith is the substance of the things not seen. In other words, your faith will bring into reality the things that you don't even see yet. Her faith was bringing into reality that she was going to be healed. She thought about it. She spoke it oh, probably over and over and over again. Jesus got into town. And, you know, she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. You know, when you're sick in that culture, you weren't even supposed to go outside and mingle with people. And there was a big crowd out there. And she actually, she, she had to overcome some opposition. Is there going to be some opposition before you get something from God? You better believe it. There's always opposition. There's always going to be a fight. I mean, I'm telling you, you start trying to walk with God, and, and then the enemy will start trying to get, try, draw you away, try to start getting you, you know, some friend of yours that you hadn't talked to in months, that one of your party friends, they call you, let's go out. I got some money. I want to take you out. And you're trying to live for God. The enemy is going to try to tempt you. He's going to try to draw you away from the things of God. He's going to try to get you hooked in with the wrong crowd, with the wrong people. Bet your bottom dollar, the enemy doesn't want you walking with God. Why? Because you become a threat in his kingdom. Listen, do, do they know who you are in hell? Do the demons know who you are in hell? They knew who Paul was. Amen. Because in the book of Acts, there were these people named the seven sons of Sceva. And they were trying to cast out a demon out of this man. And they said, well, we adjure you in the name of Jesus who Paul preached. And, the, and he, this demon-possessed man jumped on all seven of these guys, ripped their clothes off, and they, they got beat up by a demon, one demon-possessed man. But what that demon-possessed man says is, Jesus we know and Paul we know. Do they know who you are in hell? Well, they better soon know who you are. Because you're much greater than any devil that was ever created. Because you are created in the image of God. That's why the devil hates you so much. Amen. Because you're created in his image. Do you believe that today? So she understood that. And, and so she, you know, the, she, she acted on her faith. 
We have to act on our faith. You know, in the book of James, it says that faith without corresponding action is dead. So it, it also, it, it says faith without works is dead. But works, uh, I like corresponding action. That's a better way of saying it. Because really, you have to act like you believe what you're saying. Amen. You have to step out and do something. You, you know, two, two, two sides of the coin in faith. One is believing. One side of the coin is believing. The other side of the coin is action. And if you have no action with your faith, then you have dead faith. See, see, a lot of you have action with your faith. Even this morning, you came out to church on Sunday morning. You believed that God had something for you. So you got up and you came out to, to receive a word from the Lord. So you pressed through. Some of you had to get up early, you know, dress up, you know, and, you know, push through some obstacles. It, it was raining this morning. It would have been very easy to sleep in. I thought about it. Man, can't we just tell them that you're, you're in labor again? You know, it's, it's do, we got a, do we have a video? Do we have John, can he come up here and preach? Maybe he can do a song and dance act. I don't know. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, you know, even the pastors sometimes are like, man, it's raining out here. Let's, glory to God. It wasn't this morning, but at times, praise God. So we have to act, somebody say act, on the word. You know, you have to act like the word is so. you got to believe that the word of God is so. And she acted on it because she, she, um, she pressed through the, the crowd in her weakened state. And she, she acted on her faith. She, she, she stepped out even though it could have meant certain death for her. She could have got stoned for what she did. But she, she pressed through. She, she wasn't worried about other people. You can't worry about other people's opinions when you're trying to believe God for something big. You can't worry about other people. Amen. If you're walking with God, listen, they're not going to judge you when you get to the judgment seat of Christ. You, you need to stop being fearful of people. You know, they're not going to judge you. No, God will judge. Amen. And we got to live our life for God and not for people or people's approval. People, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know, I'm sure there were some people in her life said, oh, man, you've been dealing with this for 12 years. You, you're doing all right. You're doing okay. Well, you don't need to push the envelope. You don't need to try to press. You know, it's not, it's not lawful for you to go out there and meet Jesus. And you never know. It might not happen for you. I'm sure she had some opposition. You know, the, the devil always has somebody to speak through. Amen. Somebody probably was sick. Like, you know, she probably hung out with some sick people. And that sick person said, I, I've been handling it for a while. Just stay broke, busted, and disgusted. It's okay. You know, broke, busted, and disgusted people likes company. Sick people like company. You know, they want you to stay sick because they're sick. They just don't have the faith to get their healing. Are you, I'm telling you, birds of a feather flock together. But eagles soar, amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so she was, she was fighting through this. She was, you know, she probably fought through some adversity. She probably was fighting through some stuff. But she acted on her faith, amen? She acted on it. And then she, 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 what she did was 
she touched the hem of his garment. And this is interesting. She didn't ask Jesus for healing. She took her healing. Think about that. She didn't say, oh, Jesus, I wonder. I'm back here in the crowd. Can you come over here? I need your help. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.